Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Oh, we can't relax. No, no, we can't, Aaron Rodgers. It's it's every day we need to know when. When will you come back? And maybe that's what they're singing that song. What did you eat last night in Green Bay? Although, actually, from what we've heard, actually in Green Bay, they're saying, oh, go ahead, go. Be on yeah. your way. But they're done with him, which I, I don't buy that for a second. I'm but, done with you. But I, I've got, yeah. Done with you. Yeah, yeah I, I must have touched the nerve that I didn't realize was what happened? exposed. Because around 6.20 a.m. this was, morning. It was just an innocent question. He asked me. I don't understand. We were, we were talking about protecting yourself and playing football or whatnot. Mm-hmm. That's not and this quite dude, what we were talking about. Huh? That's not what we were talking what about. What were we talking about? Let's get it right. What we were talking about was you asked a really good question, yes. which was well, usually I, Ron Artest yes. in his prime. Stop patting yourself on the back. Go ahead, man. <laughs> Dude. You know, but, but Ron Artest in yes, his prime. that's right. Pro- could Ron, he guard Kevin yes. Durant? Kev, could he guard Kevin Durant in his prime is what and, I and asked I, you. Yeah. And you said Ron Artest is more, a little more physical, touchy in the hands, up in the ribs, things you a of that lot, nature. Like he just knew how yeah. to really annoy you and, and you know, he was a lot of He would beat up your midsection. He would beat yeah. up your midsection. And I just – Ask he if he experienced that with some corners. Like, could you do that, or did you have some type of padding? That he asked prote- me if I had rib protectors on at receiver. I don't know what you like. It's an innocent question. <laughs> it's not innocent. That's disrespectful. You obviously clearly didn't watch me play to think that I would wear rib protectors. Well, it was such a long time ago. I don't remember rib protectors. I mean, I bet not see nobody out there with no damn rib protectors on unless something wrong with their ribs. Quarterbacks wear them. It, Aaron Rodgers wears them. If something is wrong with your ribs, yeah. I mean, when? <laughs> I don't mean rib protectors. I meant like the, the shoulder pads so you wear. You do have no, like I don't something. Have, no, I didn't have any flat jacket. Did they put bubble wrap around first and then oh, the rib protection? Yes. How? Now I'm curious about how that's they so did mad at me for this. Uh, he, you know what? Question, he questioned my toughness, though. That's cold-blooded, like, come Alan. on, man. I really wasn't, though. Yes, you was. Yes, yeah, you were. I'm Jared Greenberg asking KD a very innocent question, and I got a really good answer out of it. Oh, God. <laughs> but, 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 all right, but I have a better question, though. If, if you're Aaron Rodgers, and again, we've, we've already said how with the Packers, this is not an obvious situation would be if you had an owner, an actual one person, Robert Kraft, you know, Woody Johnson, like one owner that you could say Jerry Jones, where you could – let me sit down with the owner. The owner would walk in and basically like, Let, let's fix this. Aaron, well, that would have happened a long us. time ago. Of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They don't have that. Is there somebody in the organization? Well, Mark Murphy's the owner. He's the, he's the president of the team, de facto. which essentially is a That's de facto the owner? owner, essentially. But then clearly he doesn't have a great relationship with And then they have a little Rogers. bit of – they have a, a board. I don't know yeah, it, how yes. big the board is or whatnot, but right. there are people running the organization that – controls things that they have to have a conversation with. But he's only one of three people that have tried to visit with Aaron to smooth things over, and it's failed miserably. Well, because so, you got the president, the general manager, and the head coach. Who yeah. else is there to – Well, I'm asking you, if if this this notion of you know trying to get him to come back and play, which is what they keep saying they want to do, yeah. who does he trust that he would say, okay, I'll come in, you make sure that I don't have any more problems with people – he, it's but clearly it's not, there's no one he can trust. It's not even a trust factor. Like, what are, the draft is over. There's some there's some free agents that'll come up here. There's some street guys that didn't get signed. There'll be some guys that'll get cut down and be available. There'll be some more guys that got to training. The, I mean, the roster got to a conference it's, championship it's, game. It's the it's there. Everything's already set in stone. The problem that you have with a guy who's checked out is when I come into the building, I don't feel good. Like, I don't want to see you, Alan. Right. Like, you are the president of the team, and Jay is the general manager. 
and you're standing on the sideline at practice with your little paper folded up, standing there doing one of those deals. Like, and I got to look over there and see your ass. That just reminds me of what a snake you are, and it just doesn't feel good. So when you try to force me to come in, and I'm lifting in the weight room, and you come walking through the weight room to get to the other side. Hey, Aaron. Yeah, all that. You know how to, <laughs> You already you know, know exactly. Jay. Be like, man, come on, man, don't say nothing to me. You know, because they, they, they want to try to have small talk with you. Way to work, Aaron. Yeah, way to work, Aaron. And it's like, you know, or, or they asking your teammate who they think you're close to, hey, how's Aaron feeling? Is, yeah. is, what's, what's the story with it? And you're like, man, come on. It just becomes, everything becomes fake. So the best thing for them to do, in my opinion, as I continue to say, right. is move on from Aaron Rodgers. I know it hurts. It stings. Mm-hmm. You don't want to potentially let a guy go who's going to go on to win multiple championships and MVPs, Jay, and then all of a sudden you got Jordan Love that you drafted, but you also get a wealth of draft capital back potentially as some players. So you might as well just cut bait. All right. Well, with that in mind, and again, you know, if he misses the uh, the mandatory minicamp, which starts today, $93,000 out of his pocket, they can always waive it if they wanted to, or as you mentioned earlier, uh, they can make it up to him later on if they can work them th- some things out. Our friend Peter King uh, had a, a really interesting column that we've been talking about over the la- last night that I think we should have some fun with because you guys both have your sides in this whole thing. And Peter King proposed an idea of – Trying to get Aaron Rodgers to commit to just one more season with the pack because you're at this point now where it's kind of late in the go, right? We, we kind of need you to play. And then the team offers, okay, you agree to play one season, one more season here. We will then, when the season's over, facilitate moving you to wherever you want to go, hmm. a trade, okay? And that's how we'll do this, and therefore it's clean, and we move on. Now, key – you're the side of the – you're the team. Mm-hmm. Jay, you're the player. Okay. I'm Aaron Rodgers. Can, yes. Okay. Can we work – Wait, the, wait. Who is Key? Is Key – Key is, uh, is, key is Mark Brian Murphy. G or Mark, Mark Murphy? Mark Murphy. You okay. are, you are Aaron Rodgers. You don't look like a Mark Murphy. <laughs> you don't look like a Mark Murphy or a Brian Goodikens, but that's fine. But, that's, but, but just, again, we're, we're, just, we're just playing the game here because I want to see how this would work out. I'll be the arbitrator. This is the plan. Guys, one year. Just come play one more year for the team. And Mark agrees that when the season's over, then when we have a whole draft and everything ahead of us, free agency, before all that, we will then facilitate moving you to a team in the AFC that you would like to play for. I can't do it. Why? I can't see Brian Gutenkunst's face. I do not want to see his face. Brian agrees. I do not want to see him in the organization. I don't want to see him around me. I don't want his influence. I don't want him talking to other players about me. I don't want him to be part of this team. Mark, how do we fix that problem? Well, Brian's not going anywhere. We are keeping him, but here's what I would say. He doesn't need to be at practice. Mark, Down I'm on. right here, Mark. I'm over here. You're looking at the arbitrator, but I'm over here. I need you to look at me and talk to me. Clearly, we can't get anything done. It, it, no, it can be done. Everything can be done. It well, just I'm trying to, to explain. I'm trying to explain to you who asked me the question of how we can get something done. I can re- I can have a conversation with Brian, and we can certainly sit down and discuss his. I need views him to on be things. repositioned in the organization. <laughs> well, you're only here for one more repositioned year. Repositioned well, in on. the cellar. If you're only here for one more year, it's really just for the year. Look, here, you're, here, only put, you're only dealing with it for one year. Here's what I could do for you, Alan, and for Aaron. 
I'm right here. I could. Well, here's what we're going to do to protect Aaron. We're going to fully guarantee him a three-year extension, make him the highest paid, highest paid quarterback in NFL history. With that being said, he's got to be flexible enough with his agent to figure out the cap situation with us. We want him here this year. After we fully guarantee him that money to protect him because he's only making $15 million this year and we need him to play, and it wouldn't be fair to him if he came in and played for only $15 million. Um, we will move him in the offseason and let bygones be bygones. We want to make sure that we maximize his value. We want to try to win a championship, and if we can win a championship with him, that value goes up for us as well as him, and we've secured him financially, and we can go on our way. I need you to address, Mark, the beautiful mystery of the culture. There are trust issues that I have with certain people in this organization due to lack of communication. That is hard for me, and I appreciate you making me the highest-paid quarterback in the league, but I should, I should have been that anyway. I should have garnered that money anyway. My numbers speak for that. I should be in that strategy, and I will get that money anyway. It's what's led us to this point. Now, Look, there I wouldn't mistakes. mind. There I wouldn't were mistakes mind. made along the way. Yes, there's there no question about it. I need you we to probably, amend those mistakes. Brian probably should communicate with you. That's one of Brian's issues is his communication. He has a lack of communication issues. It just didn't start when Aaron he was here when he was under Ted Thompson. He just has a different way of communicating, and I think those have been resolved. What we're going to do now is try to move things forward for the better. And what, hopefully, what, by moving forward for the better, you will come on that ride with us. Okay. Would Otherwise, I have the option of dictating where I want to be? Can I tell you where I want to be, and can you get that trade done for me if I give you one more year? I, I can only tell you that we are going to grant your wishes and move you along, but I can't guarantee you that you're going to be with a specific, a specific team, I, given the fact that we have to get compensation back of value. Right, and I'm, your, your agent gonna, would probably have to yes. also work that back channel to find a place that you want to go to and let your agent handle that so that they're prepared to make the deal that was worthwhile to the team. Well, that's, that's understandable, right. but I'm going right. to so need, need you to meet me halfway. I can give you a list of three teams that, that I would works. like to go to. We can, a, we can certainly. And I would like, we can certainly those three teams, I would like to go to one of those teams. We can certainly explore that. Okay. There's no question about I, it. But I, I, I don't like the word explore. It's too vague. I don't, I, we'll I, I don't like. we down with a guy like this. Well, no, you, 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 what do you mean a guy you, like this? You don't realize the are negotiating a deal. But hang on. I'm you giving both, you everything. You both have You're made, not giving me everything. Uh, uh, hang on. You both have made tremendous progress, and you have no idea. You don't even realize it. From I've the very given, beginning of this conversation to where everything. we are right now, the, con- the, the, the progress is tremendous. And we're gonna the guy hasn't it. looked at me one time it's all right. he doesn't when we're negotiating. It does, this, we're on a Zoom meeting. You don't even know he's looking at you. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to table the conversation right now. Let's walk away. Oh, let's, let's, let's towel off. Get Diana we'll take a drink. please. I don't like Brian G's and face. We will get back to this, I, and we will invite others, other arbitrators to join us at 888-SAY-ESP, 888-729-3776. What are you looking Lisa, for? Lisa, where's my pen? It's uh, in your shoe, by the way. Yeah, sign that contract. Oh. Sign it. Got it. <laughs> the man the shoe his, was really in your – the pen, pen was really in your shoe. In yeah, right shoe, on yes. side. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin, what else would I'm it be? I'm getting old. You know how that goes. Coming to you live stuff. from above the Heineken River Deck at Pier 17. <laughs> so we tabled this discussion on Aaron Rodgers, but you know we'll get back to it. But let's stay in the Milwaukee-Green Bay area because it's really like more like the Bucks stop here. 
We'll discuss. KJZ, ESPN Radio, and Sirius XM, Channel 80. Kevin Durant up to 30 points in game number two as the Bucks been bewildered to start this series in Brooklyn. The biggest playoff win in Nets franchise history. More from Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin next. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, they signed with Brooklyn for moments like this. A day at a time, a second at a time, see what happens. Gotta keep being nice. Hope we're gonna be okay. Griffin has found the found the youth. Don't take anything for granted. This is just a clinic every way possible. We got a long way to go. Amazing team on the other side. They're gonna come with it. I mean, we asked the question at the start of the show. I'll ask it again. Was game two about the Nets or more about the Bucks? We spent a lot of time talking about the Nets at the beginning of the show, but it's time to get into what we saw out of the Bucks, or maybe what we didn't see. As we said, the Bucks stopped here. And to do that, we bring in Zora Stevenson on the Goodyear Hotline. She covers the Bucks uh, for Bally Sports Wisconsin. Good morning, Zora. So, I don't even know. I think the the first question is the question I've asked just about everybody. Is what happened? <laughs> well, before we begin, I just want to say of all the days that I can join you all, this has to be the day, right? <laughs> of all the days, like there's wonderful things happening in Milwaukee, and the day they lose by 39 uh, is the day we get to chat. No, I mean that that's a great question. Even after game one, the players were asked like, "What's going on? What happened?" And Chris Middleton was like, "If I had the answer." Right then, yeah. you know, we probably would have won. So I think it's like a list of things. I mean, this was not a game, specifically game two, where you're like, okay, if X would have happened, we would have come out on top, right? It was a double-digit deficit for most of the game. I mean, this is the first time in a while that the Bucks have not led wire to wire. I mean, this is a team that for the regular season averaged 120 points per game. Okay, you want to go to the playoffs, 111 points per game. So 86 is just out of character. They talk a lot about defense, but – I think you have to add offense to the list as well. Zor, last night, 
that game was just embarrassing for the Bucks. It, it, it was embarrassing to watch. And is this something that they could mentally rebound from? I mean, the game was at 49 points at one juncture. 49-point lead. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I mean, you have to say the answer is yes, right? They're, they're competitive and they're athletes, and so obviously there's a sense of confidence there. All season long, the motto and the theme with this team is don't get too high, don't get too low. I mean, this is a team that's so used to regular season success, and this past regular season, um, they didn't necessarily go and win, you know, 15, 16 games in a row. They had slides where they lost five in a row, and that's different for them. And the only reason I bring that up is because through that, they remained neutral. That was really important for them. And so going through this, being, you know, down 2-0, they have remained neutral. And Giannis's approach all season has been noticeably different. Usually you can really see emotion on him and kind of guess what he's thinking, and that's not the case this year. And he said that's not going to change just because we're down in this series. Now, don't get that mixed up with the fact that the guys are, you know, they are upset over the loss, but they also see coming home for game three, as an opportunity, Coach Bud said, okay, Brooklyn won two at home. Now it's time for us to go back to our home court and protect our home court. What do the Bucks need to do to get Giannis going, though? Because they gave him a whole bunch of money. He's regular season MVP. But we know what the playoffs mean, and he hasn't really quite lived up to the billing. For sure. I think the Bucks are at their best when, when everybody is involved, especially uh, Chris Middleton, Andrew Holiday, and so – those two guys have not necessarily shot their best collectively in these first two games. Drew Holiday much better in game two, six for 10. And yeah, when it comes to Giannis, he just said he has to be more aggressive. And I think there's that fine line that he's trying to find because, you know, in the past couple of years, he's been so aggressive and the offense has flowed directly through him and it starts at the top of the key and he's just getting downhill, getting downhill. And so this season, they tried to mix it up, have more ball movement. I, I'm sure you all have heard the phrase that dunker spot. Um, that they've added a person in so that the wall is harder to build and there's an offensive player behind the so-called wall that people try to stop Giannis with. And so he's been aggressive in different ways, trying to get guys involved a little more. And so it's him trying to figure out, okay, what does the team need in this moment? And yesterday, you know, Drew Holiday and Giannis felt like, okay, there was kind of some hero ball going on, especially when they were down double digits and everybody tried to play one-on-one and the Bucks are just better when, when the ball is moving. Zora Stevenson joining us right now on the Goodyear Hotline. Covers the Bucks, Milwaukee Bucks. that is, for Bally Sports Wisconsin. Zora, Chris Middleton has been for, you know, the last couple of seasons, really the, the Robin uh, to Giannis's Batman. I mean, obviously, mm-hmm. it, they are. They do play a team game. They are a re- when, when they're at their best, they are very difficult to guard, mainly because of their three-point shooting, how good they are on the driving kicks. But Middleton has really been that guy that, in clutch, I mean, he made big shots against the Heat. Are the Nets doing something with him in these first two games that stands out? Why he's struggling with his shooting? Or is he just going through a cold spell right now? Right, yeah, that's a great question. I mean, yesterday he started uh, 0 for 8, didn't hit a shot till the ninth shot, and that is uncharacteristic for Chris Middleton. And you mentioned just some of the the displays of uh, clutchness, if you will, in the first round. I think it's a mix, and Chris has said, like, I'm missing shots, but also they're contesting shots. But I, I don't know if there can be an excuse, right? I mean, this is the time where... You have to show up and, and when your team really needs you. So hopefully he can kind of bounce back and, and really um, create a punch early because I think that was the problem, specifically in game two, is that Brooklyn just came out guns a-blazing so early and the Bucks just couldn't recover. So Milwaukee definitely needs their big three to, to be right there when the game starts. And, and, and also to ask this, 
where they are right now down 0-2 going home, is there a greater pressure on Mike Budenholzer or Giannis to deliver? I think there's pressure on everyone. And, and, and you know, let's go back to, like, the beginning of the season because everybody asked the Bucks, like, hey, like, championship or bust. And I remember it was a big quote, like, no. And, and all they meant by that is, hey, we're going to go through our process. And obviously the goal is a championship. I mean, every team, you know, most teams start the year with that goal in mind. Um, so they just didn't want to overthink it in the beginning. But, yeah, I think there's pressure on everyone um, simply because, this is a group that wants to win and they're in a position to win. And we all know about that window. So you want to take advantage of it. But I mean, Giannis is Giannis is the guy. So I, I you know, um, he is the reigning MVP. I don't know how much necessary pressure, like hardcore pressure is on him. Right. I mean, um, he's proven himself and obviously, you know, he does not have a title, has not been to the finals, but just as an individual player, there's no question about how great he is. Zora, let me be like the dirty reporter in the back room. And, and give Uh-oh, you this one real what? quick. No, I'm, I'm going to attack you right now. Why are you looking at me when you I, say that, though? I, I'm, I'm going to attack you. More pressure. Which one has more pressure? The head yes, coach I, I, or Giannis? That was the initial question. <laughs> that was the initial question. Oh, I question. know, but you know how you know how it goes. I was uh, just trying to get it out of you to give me give me somebody. He's right? trying to be dramatic. What we believe is that Coach Bud is the guy that is going to have the target on him. Yeah. If this thing doesn't work out, if they can't turn this thing around, I guess that's the. I guess that was the point I was trying right. to get to. It feels like that he will be the first one. Uh, domino to, to fall. Yeah, the first domino to fall in this if they can't get out of this series. I completely understand the question. I, I mean. My answer would be, and you're not going to like it, but I think around the league, usually the coach is the, the person yeah. that has the most pressure in these situations. I mean, that's who's mm-hmm. held accountable most of the time first. So, yeah, and I think, you know, like I said, there's not much pressure on Giannis because he's proven his greatness, obviously, to a certain extent. But, um, yeah, it's because, you, like I talked about, that window, right? You, you have a lot of pieces in place. There's a lot of work done in the offseason free agency, even in the buyout market. You put all these pieces in place. You talk about a P.J. Tucker coming to the team late. Um, even Jeff Teague um, in the offseason, Bryn Forbes, Bobby Portis, Drew Holiday, even you know extends his time in Milwaukee. So there's a lot of pieces in place, and you want to take advantage of it. So this is the time to do it. And, you know, the good news is they seem to be in positive spirits, not happy about what happened in Brooklyn, but they see the opportunity coming home as a positive. Well, they're going to mm-hmm. certainly need that crowd, no doubt about it. Zora, thank you <laughs> so right, much right, for your Z. time this morning. Glass half full of Milwaukee always. Yeah. Thanks, fellas. <laughs> All right. Zora Stevenson covers the Bucks for Bally Sports Wisconsin. So, uh, Jay, you couple jumping, things. Yeah, you're jumping I, I've, a I've bit. Been, I've been waiting. I've been quiet here. Uh, there are levels to this. Number one, the most pressure is on the organization. On the organization. Really? Because I'm telling you right now, if you're Giannis, you're looking at the situation saying, if we get smacked like this, if we get smacked like this, like Brooklyn ain't going nowhere. Philly ain't going nowhere. Atlanta's coming. We retooled. What are, like, what are we me? doing? Is he going to pull a James I, I, I said it the day he signed his contract, and every Milwaukee fan tried to come at me and throw venom at me. What are you talking about? I'm telling you, if they don't get to the conference finals in a couple years, next year, they, if they get – Brooklyn's going to win this series. Mm-hmm. If they don't get there next year – Giannis going to be talking about going somewhere else. I love Jay's fan voice. He's always got He's going to be talking about going somewhere else. I know this. This is going to happen. You're going to start looking around the league and saying, what's a better situation where a GM and an owner can help me win a championship? But, Jay, it's going to didn't happen. They, didn't they try and do that by getting Drew Holiday 
in, in, in yeah. going after that was supposed uh, to be the piece. Bogdanovich in, yeah. in trying to well, well Bogdanovich, the, the Bogdanovich is, is a huge loss by yeah, the way but that, that's on they, the Bucks they, though they tried to you need three point shooting look what he's doing it. in Atlanta I, I get Hawks it series. they tried to do it whatever happened happened and went south but then they went out to got the Drew Holiday so it's not like they're not trying to surround him with players, they can't get every good player. Because I, 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 every good player is not going to go to Milwaukee. My right. brother, I understand that. Right. I hear you on that. But the same thing that we talk about Kevin Durant going to Golden State to win a championship, after a while you start being like, like you don't want the narrative to be about you, that you can't be the player to get it done. Oh, no. And a lot of times it's on the organization. So that's the first thing that's going to happen. The initial thing that's going to happen, the trickle-down effect, is you're like, Coach Bud is going to be done. He's going to be done. Right? That's a critical hire. That's it. He's going to be done. I'm just telling you this right now. I mean, look at the last two collapses they've had. They were up. I mean, they, they got smacked by Miami in the Eastern Conference semifinals last year, lost 4-1. to year before that, in the Eastern Conference finals, they lost to Toronto 4-2. to The way they're coming out this year, I mean, it was a 49-point lead. There were conversations around the organization that if Brooklyn just won this, maybe, I don't know, yeah, best game series, four games yeah. at two. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like four games, three. Like, okay. But like Coach Bud might be gone then. Yeah. The way things have initiated here. Yeah, they look overmatched. Overmatched. Way overmatched. And it's also they came out and they played a zone. They played a zone against the second best shooting three-point team <laughs> in the league. Yeah. So you start going into matchups. Why is Brooke Lopez on the floor? Uh, he's been a liability defensively. Like, P.J. Tucker, is he the right guy to guard Kevin Durant? That matchup has – Shaq even talked about last night, mid-game adjustments. We didn't see those mm-hmm. mid-game adjustments. We didn't see any of that. Well, so these are all the things that It's hard to make an adjustment happening. when you're down by 30, which is pretty much they were down by 30 three-quarters in. You can say what you want. I mean, right. it's a long – It's going to turn – the way they the way they It's a long lost, hill to climb. Yeah. The way they lost, Key – is going to lead to a lot of stuff now. I mean, if they can't turn around, I, 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 can you bounce back from a 40-point loss? They have to. Yeah, you can. Yeah. Okay. I mean, you win game three in a raucous building and you start feeling better about things. Maybe you make an adjustment. Whatever it is, you've got to figure it out. I know they have to, but I'm just saying, if you're part of this organization, you're saying, we've been parts of collapses before. Oh, it, I know. It, that's, a, that's a big hole to yeah. Dig yourself out of. No, it's, it is certainly something to watch, and we thought this would be a great series, and so what? far it's been totally one-sided. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. You're entertaining Key this morning. At Progressive, they're making fanboys. things even easier. They'll help you bundle your home and car insurance together so you can save on both. Learn more at Progressive.com or 1-800-PROGRESSIVE. So it was a long shot a week ago. How did Julio Jones end up with the Titans? We'll find out after SportsCenter. Four-second differential on the shot clock, and now with five to shoot. Kevin against Giannis at the top, showing the handles with a right-hand cross, drives the lane into traffic, flips it up and in as he goes across the end line, 32 for KD. Final seconds of the third, Middleton's contested three, no good, and the Brooklyn Nets will take a 30-point lead over Milwaukee to the fourth quarter. And that move by KD on Giannis was gross. The Nets beat the Bucks 125-86 in Game 2 to take a commanding 2-0 lead in the series. Franchise playoff record 39-point win for the Brooklyn Nets. Kevin Durant continuing a stellar postseason, scoring 32 points. That's what he's averaging, by the way, in the playoffs this year. And at 32 points per game, fourth most in the last 40 seasons in a player's first seven playoff games with a franchise. KD, Kyrie combining to score or assist on 80 
of the 125 points by Brooklyn. Chris Paul and the Suns defeated Denver 122-105 in game one of that series in the Western Conference. The CP3, ninth career playoff game with 20 points, 10 assists, and one or fewer turnovers, passing LeBron James for most in the league since turnovers were first tracked in 1977-78. At 36 years, 33 days old, Chris Paul has become the oldest player in NBA history with 20 points, 10 assists, and five rebounds in a playoff game. The only four players who have done it at the age of 35 or older, LeBron James six times, Elgin Baylor, John Stockton, and Dennis Johnson. He's being guarded by a composite, by the way. Yeah, how's that going to work? Yeah, Not good for Denver. Not good. Not good for the Packers either. Aaron Rodgers not expected on the practice field when the Packers open their minicamp today. Sources tell ESPN's Adam Schefter, making it the first mandatory offseason event that the discontented quarterback will have skipped. He is subject to $93,000 in fines if he doesn't show up for the entire three-day camp. The Packers could waive the fine, making an excused absence. Rodgers has already missed enough of the offseason program to forfeit his $500,000 workout bonus. Sports Center brought to you by Dollar Shave Club. Is your dad's razor older than you are? Get him something new for Father's Day. A DSC six-blade razor is perfect for an extra-close precise shave. Get one now at a store near you or as part of a gift set at dollarshaveclub.com slash KJZ. That's dollarshaveclub.com slash KJZ. Who was that? It was Bob Wachusen. Oh, yeah, I couldn't tell. And we are Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests join us on the Goodyear Hotline. Alan Hahn in for Zubin. And joining us on the Goodyear Hotline, Diana Rossini, our ESPN NFL reporter. Good morning, Diana. I, I, I was fascinated by your reporting over the weekend of the, of the Julio Jones trade because of how open you were about the fact that this was a long shot a couple of weeks ago to a point where you revealed, yeah. I moved on from it. Like, you even said that. You told us the same thing. So... And now when you look back, what did change that made the Titans the team that got the deal done? Yeah, hi, guys. Good morning, Alan. First of all, you're doing a killer job filling in for Zubin. I love talking with you guys. So last week, the Julio sweepstakes was so different than really what it turned out to be over the weekend, meaning there were other teams involved. There were other discussions being had. And the Titans were consistent with their interest, but it was really going to come down to the compensation and the price. And when you started to actually look at needs, desperation, teams that perhaps needed Julio as that chip, right, to to put them over the edge, the Titans aren't one of those teams that need Julio Jones. They run the ball. Look at A.J. Brown. He, He barely, or not barely, I mean, he's getting a lot of, passes, but Derrick Henry is the nucleus here. That, that's the way this offense is run. And he doesn't even really get double teamed that much, A.J. Brown. So the feeling I was getting was the Tennessee Titans really weren't pressed to try to make this happen. And, you know, talking to a lot of different sources around the league, including those close to Atlanta, the Titans were in the mix, but they were never the lead candidate. I never got that sense. Um, I also reported, guys, that there was a future first-round draft pick mm-hmm. that was being discussed. A lot of people saying that that's not true. That is false. 
that is very much true. The team just backed out. That's what wound up happening because they didn't want to wind up trading a current player as part of that package. So there was a lot of situations like that, Alan, where teams had conversations and things fell through. The Titans, though, they were consistent the whole time. And GM John Robinson basically did everything he could on Friday and Saturday to beat out every single team that was in on it and say, we're the guys you want to do this trade with kind of make it, a, make it easy for Terry Fontenot, the GM, to make this deal go down. Diana, does, it, does this do anything to move the needle for the Titans in the AFC? No. Key, I, 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 I know. <laughs> How about you? I, I think There's you're – I think uh, – here's the thing. First of all, the Tennessee Titans have already beaten everybody in the AFC that are contenders. They've they, they proved that they've won before. Um, we've seen them beat the Chiefs. We've seen them beat the Ravens. We've seen them beat the Bills. So it's not like adding Julio is making them that much better. Doesn't give them a little bit of a pick-your-poison on offense now? Yeah, possibly. But, I mean, I know who I'm talking to right now. You're a number one. Number ones are going to want the ball, and they have a number one. It's AJ. AJ's the number one in Tennessee. And Julio's going to have to come in there and really play a different role. And I'm, you know, I'm fortunate I get to cover this team a lot. This may be one of the most uh, interesting, perhaps dramatic seasons I get to cover them because I want to see how this is going to work. How is Julio going to respond to not getting the ball? Because the Titans are going to give the ball to Derek. That's, that's, this is how this team has had success. They're not changing. Mike Vrabel's not sitting there going, you know what, now let's open up the passing game. Can, is that an option? Absolutely. Do but me a favor, Diana. With, preach. You got the that. floor. Keep going. I mean, I'll give you another five minutes. Go on and preach, Diana. I, I, you know, I, I wish you could you see me right now. You, he is, he's stomping like a toddler as if this like, I said this. I said all of this. Because we were arguing with trying to come up with reasons why. So everything, literally everything you're saying is exactly what he has been saying about why he doesn't think this is – like he doesn't understand this trade at all for the Titans. He doesn't think it makes that big of a difference. There are other teams, the Niners, the Raiders, the Ravens, that to me should have put up – Whatever they needed to do to get that done. Um, not the Titans. The Titans, the Titans need to get better on defense. That's got to be the focus. But look, it's sort of, a, it's an extra person on offense. You, you can't say it's going to hurt them. But Keith, here's the thing that I, I want to watch closely here during training camp is how much is Julio going to really practice, right? He's 32 years old. He's coming off injury. How is Mike Vrabel going to say to Julio Jones, this is different. This isn't Atlanta. This isn't Dan Quinn. I come from the New England way. I'm a former player. I got three Super Bowl rings. My players buy into what I do here, and they do what I say. You think – I'm just curious how the dynamic is going to be. I don't think this is going to be such an easy transition. Do I think Vrabel is the right coach for someone with the personality of, of a Julio, with a player of that caliber? Um, absolutely. I actually think he can make it work. I just don't think it's going to be that easy. It's definitely going to be something to see. But I just love the, I just love the fact that everything you're saying from a, reporter, from a reporter standpoint 
is literally everything that Key said as the player. So that's actually kudos to you, right? Key knows what he's talking about. Key, Key and I actually agree a lot which I'm, I'm seeing this trend, which just tells me we're, we're, we're the two smartest people on the show. I should be on more. Hey, think about it, Diana. You, we, we went the whole entire segment and didn't even ask you about Aaron Rodgers. Aren't you, aren't you glad? Oh, no, not yet. <laughs> Thank God. Thank God. The story that, of they're course, They're not trading them. I don't get the sense they're trading. From a reporter standpoint, mm-hmm. from talking to the people that I talked to, I don't get the sense they're trading him. That, that, that's where we're at now. Could it happen? Absolutely. Uh, but I, I think they're going to find a way. Well, we will see. So you think he'll be – do you think he'll be under center for, for week one or do you think he'll just stay on the roster but not play? I'm not sure. I, I'm not sure if he's going to choose to sit out. I just think that the Packers possibly have a little bit more leverage here than, than what we're giving them credit for. You know, we, we talk so much about the mistakes they've made in terms of building around Aaron or at least giving the things that he wants. But if you're Matt LaFleur, you're looking at it as, well, my MVP quarterback isn't happy. He doesn't want to be here. If I trade him, I don't have him. Why do I need to trade him, though? Yeah. If he comes here and sits, I still don't have him. Let's, let's at least get the best value for him. In the meantime, you guys see on social media the videos. You've seen the, the, the interviews. They're doing everything, everything to get Jordan Love ready. They are giving him the tools. They are trying to coach him up as fast as possible with the plan that Aaron's not coming back, which is what they should be doing. Um, you know, it's, I, it's really going to come down to whether or not Aaron's willing to, for lack of a better word, really eat it because he has said this whole time he's not returning. But maybe, but maybe they'll call his bluff. Yeah, well, again, it's going to cost him a lot of money if he doesn't play, so they've got to work something out. We'll see where this goes. But I'm sure yeah. the next time you're on, which we love having you on, we will be asking you again about it. No doubt about that. Diana, thank you so much. Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> Alan, Key, love talking to you. We'll talk right. next week. All Key, right. you and I, let's just stick with all the hot takes. We're on the same page all the time. All right. Simpatico. Diana Rossini on the Goodyear Hotline brought to you by Goodyear, helping you discover the road ahead. Goodyear, more driven. So coming up, they don't call him magic for nothing. Now he's trying to make one Laker disappear. That's after <laughs> Key has this from Goodyear. Goodyear knows when the season starts heating up, so do the possibilities. Playoff hopefuls are beginning to emerge, and contenders are solidifying their position. From here on out, every game is a chance to create momentum, to make the right pass, the right move, to hit the perfect shot. It takes momentum to build up to the moment, but it takes everything to capture it. Goodyear, more driven. The defending champs, the Lakers, are eliminated in six games. You know, we were stressing since we won the last game that, you know, we wanted to end the year on the home court. Give my hats off to everyone on this team who showed up every day to work and obviously fell short of our goal. This is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really... 
doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Here, the, the Lakers are no longer playing basketball. That's cool. We good. Right, the Lakers. We still good. the champs. For now. Are you still going to have a parade even though? We should have it the same day the Brooklyn Nets have right? like, like just to have that break because yeah. you feel Keith, like you owe it to the you fan base? You missed your opportunity. I mean, it's so easy. Well, I mean, whenever Alan says that the Lakers are no, no longer playing basketball, it's like, yeah, I wasn't gonna and say neither that. are the Knicks. I like, wasn't you, gonna we're do both that in the same not, boat. No, but I wasn't going to do it's that. Fine. I, I, I knew I could have, but we're not even on the same even, level. It's not, yeah, yeah, it's not like, even – no why, why, why address him in the Knicks when it's not worth it? Yeah, I would, actually, that would have been my response. Is Oh, we're on the same level now. It's beneath, they're beneath. I always me. got an answer, Jay. I always got. It's better you just move on. <laughs> but twelve of, months versus forty-eight years. Keith. Speaking twelve of months versus forty-eight years. Again, again, it's you still didn't win. Not even twelve months. They're on the same level. Well, they just know. Yeah, it's like six months. months. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, they just they win a championship. Well, speaking of forty-eight years on, for Alan, and we should move on. Move on. Yes, you should. Y'all was glad to get a game at home. Y'all act like y'all won. Man, let me yeah. stop. It was great. It was glorious. And if you want, I can tell you the about the real a great team in New York night. is across the river. The real team. Gotcha. Can we talk it's about moving mine. on when it comes to the Laker roster? Some moves that need to be made, right? That should be made and addressed. Magic Johnson suggested one. He said in an interview with AM570 in Los Angeles of Dennis Schroeder, I don't think he's a Laker. That's just my opinion. I don't know if they're going to sign him back or not. I don't think he brings the winning mentality and attitude that we need. He had a chance to show that in this series. And to me, he failed in this series. Failed was the word he used. In six games, Dennis Schroeder averaged 14 points a game, just slightly under his season average. Uh, He shot 30% from three. That's a problem. 40% from the field, another problem. Uh, 2.8 assists per game as well. Is he key, the problem with the Lakers? I don't know that he's the sole problem with the Lakers, but clearly when Magic speaks, I'm going to listen because it's just not coming from out of nowhere. It's coming from somewhere. When you're that dialed into an organization. Still? Absolutely still. What do you mean? Just because the way he – Well, he had that awkward exit from the – I was going to say the way he exited didn't mean anything. That was more of a Rob Polinka kind of, I'm just, that was how he dealt with it. Okay. But he's so dialed in, I'm listening. I'm listening. Whether it's coming from Rich Paul 
LeBron Incorporated. Yeah. Or coming from Magic. I'm listening. And and I think he sees something that says to him that they're probably not going to sign him back, especially at the numbers that uh, was reported, even though he said that that was never the case. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you got to listen to it. It's Magic Johnson. Jay, when uh, you hear a said about a player that he doesn't bring the winning mentality and attitude we need, he's not talking about talent, is he? Well, it, when, when I hear that, I go back to a bigger body of work than just one playoff series. And I'm curious, you know, when Magic comes on our show, when we get a chance to talk to him eventually, what he's referring to. Because it can't just be about, hey, you being a no-show during the first round of the playoffs. I'm not sitting up here defending Dennis Schroeder at all. I mean, there was one game he had a donut. He didn't really step up to the level you expected a guy of his caliber to step up to. But one of the things I do know is that Dennis Schroeder was also coming off two weeks of having COVID, mm-hmm. right? Like, I've seen the way COVID affected Jason Tatum. Jason Tatum was not himself for a long juncture of the season before he started to start rolling. So, you know, there's complexity to that as well. So I would think that Magic, it was just interesting hearing saying he's not a Laker fit. He failed the test, which is a one playoff series. But you're wondering, there has to be more there that would make Magic say that. Yeah. It just being That's one I mean. playoff. It's Winning also, mentality. Like yeah, when you got, say something like that. That means since you've been here, you haven't on, been on guys. the same page. Yeah, you got to look at you got to look at in deeper than just that playoff series. Agreed. For sure. As pros, if I said about either one of you, you know, I don't know if he's got that winning mentality. You're going to tell me that you, I mean you're going to take that personal. That's but it's weird that you would shot. say he failed the playoffs but instead of saying he didn't bring the winning mentality since the time he's been here. Yeah. Like, th- that's, that's where I get confused he's not a with Laker. the statement. Yeah, he's not he's a Laker. He's not a Laker. I mean, that's, again, I, I would feel a certain way if somebody said that about me, right? I mean, like, I'm oh, whatever team me pays me. <laughs> so two years I'm removed from a devastating injury. KD is the one delivering the knockout punch. That is next. KJZ, ESPN Radio, and heading to ESPN News.